Hey, this is Abby, and you are listening to episode 54 of Entad We Trust, the podcast that reviews the most popular movies in theaters and also gets off topic. Today, we'll be discussing A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. DJ Rubbish on the ones and twos. Welcome to episode 54 of Entad We Trust. Uh, the podcast can now be accessed at itwtpodcast.com for spoiler-free one-sentence reviews in movie ratings, episode descriptions, song of the week playlist, and movie soundtrack playlist, and a submission form to be a guest on the show. You can listen and watch the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube on Thursdays. Uh, today we have uh, a repeat guest. Uh, Dabigail is back joining us on the podcast. How are you doing today? Hey, hey, hey. Um, I was expecting you to be a little bit more excited. I'm always Maybe throw another hay in there? Four hays instead of three? You have people who submit forms to be on your podcast. You have people. Uh, I, you know what? It's out there if people would like to utilize it. I haven't had many submissions. I've had two. I've had two submissions. Uh, they were you know, both maybe me. three, maybe three. They were both. No, 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 they weren't, guys. They were different people. They actually haven't been on the podcast yet, so um, it is exclusive. So it is not. <laughs> Was that to be the rejection here. letter right there for them? Uh, no, they'll be on. They'll be on. Um, one of them will for sure be on at some point. Uh, other one, TBD, TBD. Um, so you uh, join an elite club of repeat guests, um, Dabby. Uh, you're joining Joel, Charlie, and Darian, who have all been repeat guests. They've all been on twice, so no one's Good been company. on three times. But yeah, it is. It's a great company. Very great company. Uh, you've never met Charlie and Darian. I know you met Joel before. Um, yeah, Joel, if you're listening, I need you to join my office trivia team. Ah, yes. I, you know what? And I failed to tell him that I'll make sure to give him a heads up. I said that last time. Uh, how does it feel to receive this honor? Uh, well, Speechless. right now all I can think of is how you were my office trivia partner and yes. that was the worst thing I've ever so, witnessed in my life. So I did, uh, warn her a little bit. So uh, we did Office, The Office, the TV show, uh, Trivia, a couple weeks back. And uh, I did warn her that although I love uh, The Office and I love um, Steve Corral, everything he does, that I watched it when it was live and I watched it through one time. I've seen seven episodes, obviously, multiple times that they've been reruns or watched on Netflix. But I'm not like an aficionado of everything Office. So I don't remember a ton of the like specific like dialogue Um within the show so naturally when we went to trivia uh, I did not show up and do my part I got like maybe one or two answers right so I'll throw that out there but um I didn't I didn't shine uh neither did Abby by you the way you were trash neither did Abby you Abby were trash Abby was trash I was more trash so let me throw that out there as well like it's not like Abby was just like killing it and then like I just wasn't doing my part if Abby had two Abbies on her team they would have still lost so let's just throw that out there um moving on here moving on <laughs> um I asked you to come on this episode because you love working with children. Um, I've always been interested to see you work with children. I've never seen you work with children before um, because you don't smile often. So I just want to know how that works with kids. Like, are they scared of you at first? And what, what happens? Kids appreciate authority. So mm. something that you'll notice is children often favor their parents, uh, of course, but then dad tends to win mm. because I think they appreciate that someone isn't like squeaking in their face. Like they're a little puppy. I think they appreciate uh, friendly, 
but firm authority. They, you they trust you. You should get on the poster and put in there and like in a kid's room. Kids appreciate authority. I think that's, that sounds fun. So fun. <laughs> kids appreciate authority. I'm going to get that on a shirt for you. Um, with that being said, we need to get you caught up on Disney+. Plus. Do you have Disney+. Plus? Why would I pay for oh, that? Oh my goodness. Okay, I will say this. You need to catch up on your on the all the content you missed as a yeah. child. So everyone keeps talking about it. And so it's no secret that I have not seen eighty seven percent of Disney content. And Crazy. Crazy especially mess. from pre me graduating from college. So wow. when Disney Plus came around, I was like, I've been trying to find these. They're not yep. on Netflix. This is a good opportunity. Everyone's like reliving their childhood. And I'm right. like, I am living it for the first time as I watch. You can fake it. You can fake it and well, act like yeah. you're like, I'm going to get to it. I'm yeah. going to get to it. Please do. Please do. If you need my login, let me know. I'm willing to dish it out for a weekend uh, for you to catch up. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I don't, I don't just offer that up easily. So that's how seriously I feel about you getting in, in, uh, in contact with your inner youth. So, um, also, all right. So I went to the theater this week. Um, I feel like I'm always complaining about my theater experiences. Uh, and I'm not a complainer. Every Actually, that is the biggest lie <laughs> that has ever exited your mouth. Um, I, I don't like to think of myself as a complainer, but you I, need to look in the mirror, boy. But I, I, uh, I probably do complain quite a bit. Um, it's usually in jest. But sometimes there's things that just are unacceptable that can't like go. Like literally everything that you look at <laughs> and experience. There's just some things that I can't go without something being said about it. So any, anything, anyway, I went to Imagine, right? And they have a sign seating, uh, which I do love. Uh, but anyway, there was someone sitting in my seat. It was an old man. And, uh, and he looked like he wasn't supposed to be in the theater. Uh, I won't say he looked... Like he might have been homeless, and I don't know why homelessness always comes up when I have a podcast with you. Uh, but he had all of what seemed to be a lot of belongings on his body, on his person. Sitting in my seat, I said, "Hey, you know, it's my seat." He said, "Oh, no problem." Gets up and moves down two more seats. Mind you, the the theater's empty, so he could have moved down several seats. But moved down one one seat. I sit in the seat, um, and it's very warm, so it's uncomfortably warm, like getting in a pool where someone peed already. So. I then uh, immediately regretted asking him to move. I'm like, man, I should just like roll the dice and move to another seat. And then if someone comes, someone comes. But like, at least it's not someone else's warm on on my seat. Someone, yeah, think about that. Someone else is warm. <laughs> um, so yeah, he ended up leaving the theater anyway before the movie even started. So I don't know what, what his deal was. He was, was just there to warm the seat up for Right. Him. He was paid by the theater. <laughs> to warm my seat. Todd's coming. Go warm his seat. Um. So, uh, so yeah, didn't appreciate that, uh, that experience, but I, I keep getting these weird experiences when I go to the theater. I don't know if you heard my podcast a couple of weeks ago, but there was a, a couple who, uh, was getting pretty handsy in the theater the other week. It was just me and them. It was in like the biggest, uh, Emax theater. I don't know why we we're in this huge theater and it was like a midday showing, but they're at the opposite end and I could, I could hear, um, yeah, exactly. So it was, it was a little much. It was a little much. Can I tell you why I, I don't see a lot of movies in theaters? Sure. I really struggle with the noise of people chewing their popcorn. I'm glad you said that. The next thing I was going to ask you was, do you feel like there are certain snacks that should not be allowed in theaters but are? A large bag of green grapes. Okay, okay shut up. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> <The> <laughs> I was I quiet. I was quiet. I was quiet with my grapes. <laughs> 
Todd, we went to see a scary movie, and Todd had one pound of green grapes in a Ziploc bag bulging from his pocket. And I'm pretty sure you finished them before the previews were over. It was like you're playing Chubby Bunny. I'm 100% finish them before the previews. I can't control myself with with snacks in general, but with grapes especially, like I feel like you just can't stop. You eat one and then you just keep going. Like grapes are expensive. Grapes are expensive. I actually have <laughs> I have a ton of grapes in my refrigerator right now that I just had. I had one of them. So when I get grapes, I uh, <laughs> extra backstory for people who didn't ask for my process on when I buy grapes. So I get grapes and then I put them in like a pasta strainer clean them off with the water and then I take them off one by one and then put them in a, in a yeah. separate, it just is easier. So then they're ready to go. They're ready to go. So, but then that makes them like easier where you're just like eating a right. ton. So like this morning, for instance, I like pull, pull out the Tupperware that had all my grapes and just was like sitting at that table, just like killing them. And I was like, okay, I need to put these back in the refrigerator. Um, typically I never put snacks in a container, like, you know, like to put snacks in containers right. so that you don't just eat them like, like a bag of chips. Yeah. What I do is I go stand in front of my refrigerator or my, cabinet and eat it right there i don't sit back down with that i just eat it right there and then i come back down and in my mind that prevents me from uh it it helps me with portion control but it doesn't i just keep standing up and pausing my tv uh so anyway um i think greeks are appropriate but i do feel like loud snacks are just not like why do you have like why does the theater sell snacks that come in like loud plastic wrappers well, the, the plastic wrappers, I don't care. I have a really hard time just listening to people chew in general. I was there with uh, my aunt, my mom, and my dad. And um, they were just eating very buttery popcorn. And there wasn't a lot of other people in the theater. And I was like, guys, everyone want, like, wants to kill you right now because I can hear you all. Like, For some reason, people have a hard time placing the popcorn in their mouth and waiting for their lips to close before they start crunching down on it Ah. like there's that initial crunch and i'm like oh it's a lot i'm getting a little flustered thinking about it but yeah we got to stop with the popcorn in theaters because that's a big reason i can't handle movies well you you might not be going to the theater for a while because i don't i feel like out of all snacks that's probably the one oh everybody lines up and gets a giant thing of popcorn yeah well and it's it's like cheap as far as for for them to make right so um all right song of the week what's your song of the week you have to look it up? Yeah, I do. Come on, it should be off the top of your dome. Well, okay, so I was going to say... you don't listen to a ton of music. You don't listen to a ton of music, do you? I listen to music all the time. All day. And listen a lot of different music, I should say. Um, I listen like, to I a could lot see of... Like, I could see you being like, oh, I've had the same playlist since, like, 06. Like, it's bomb. Uh, yeah, that's probably not wrong, because <laughs> I listen to a lot of worship music. So, okay. like, Bethel, Hillsong, um, Dante Bo stephanie all like all of those people okay. um who come out with like really with music very frequently right um but Kanye. adore you by harry styles was my song of the week got because it. i adore oh. him got it okay so that's that's your worship song of the week <laughs> I, <adore laughs> I was into a while of worship <laughs> with that being said my harry song of the week Styles. is adore you by harry styles okay got it how many times have you seen him in concert um one direction included yeah four that's crazy he hasn't put out enough content for to to warrant that amount of visits to his concert. Hey Todd, I like Harry Styles too. You listen to trash little girl music? No, I don't. Okay, name name one trash little girl artist or song I listen to. 
Okay, uh, no, actually, don't name it. Because <laughs> I said it, and then I challenged you, and then immediately I thought of one. And no. Um, I listen to great music. My song of the week is Solita by Kali Uchis. Um, I love her. I saw her live in Royal Oak last year, which was dope. Um, this is a jam that I can, like, bust out some moves to. If I can dance to it, um, then it's already, like, high on the list. Uh, by the way, my top 100 songs of the year playlist is out. If you want that link, let me know. Uh, all heat. Um, no, but you, you won't like every song, but I guarantee that if you're a human being with ears, you're going to like a handful of the songs that are on the playlist and save them. You might not heard, you might discover something you hadn't heard before. So you're welcome. Have you listened to my hundred? Well, since I'm not a 14 year old girl, I didn't like a lot of them. Um, you know, Abby is referring to the fact that I love pop music, um, which I think is completely fine. I own that. And some of the pop artists happen to be uh, catering more towards teenage girls, maybe like Carly Rae Jepsen is who you're referring to. And Carly Rae had an amazing album this year. I'm not a huge, I'm not a Carly Rae Jepsen fan. She's had a couple albums prior that I did not even bother to listen to because the singles were horrible. This song, I mean, this album, for whatever reason, it's fire. Like, I mean, I have to give it to her. So, um, so yeah, so check it out. Um, don't knock it till you try it and listen to the, the entire playlist. Anyway, going to random rapid fire. I don't think random rapid fire was a thing last time you were on the podcast. No, this yeah. is new. Yeah, we've added I'm this. I'm about to start sweating. All right. <laughs> um, don't sweat. Um, this is a nice couch. Um, going with our first question. You ready? I was born ready. Cardigan or sweater? Well, look at me. Yeah, Abby showed up in a. I don't know what that is. Are is we gonna sweater? talk about red, it, or should we wait till we get to the movie? We'll we'll wait till we get to the movie. But cardigan, yeah. cardigan. All right, we're going with cardigan. Uh, if you had a TV show, what would it be about? Poop. Wow, that was quick and unexpected. Uh, what would the show be called? Actually, I don't even want to know that now that I know what the show is about. <laughs> See what what you got. Probably just poop. I don't think that's out there yet. Okay. Catchy. Just poop. All right. Got it. Um, straight to the point. Have you ever been on TV before? On the news. For? Sports. What sport? Volleyball. Oh, nice. Someone hit you in the head with the volleyball? No. I probably hit myself in the head with it. Actually, uh, shout out Sammy. Um, sorry, I'm putting you on blast here. Um, also, shout out Sammy. Sammy just got married. Uh, my friend from college, she um, was on all my I Am Volleyball team. She was definitely the best. Uh, Kim was the best, and then Kim transferred, and then Sammy then took her reins as being the best player on our volleyball team. And um, just to give you a barometer of how good our volleyball team is, she was our best, and she had to leave the back half of the year because she got a concussion because someone spiked the ball in her head. So um, I actually oh. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually sent her a video about that like earlier this year. So um, shout out to Sammy. Congrats on your wedding. Um, but that's what I just thought of. Anyway, what did I just ask you? TV. Have you ever uh, gotten into a fight? Yes. With who? Do you want to share the details? Uh, well. Did you win? Did you win? That's the biggest thing. Did you win? Well, you lost. You it took was a too sports long. game, and it was stopped before there could be a winner. So you lost. That's that's what that means. Um, what was the next question? I probably Who is your favorite puppet to talk to when you're dealing with your feelings? Daniel. Daniel, I do love Daniel the Tiger. Um, go to celestial flavor. Sugar is cancer. I honestly don't. <sighs> 
<laughs> if you had to rewatch the same movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Marley and Me. All right. <laughs> um, no judgment in that. Also, yeah, I'm sorry. I just I let I let my laughter come out. I meant to keep that in my head. Uh, going into the movie here. Yes. Uh, we are reviewing a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, IMDb description for the movie based on the true story of a real life friendship between Fred Rogers and journalist Tom. Junod. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Junod. Whatever. Junod. Anyway, release date uh, 22nd of November. Uh, notable cast, Tom Hanks, Matthew Rise, and Chris Cooper. Director for the movie, uh, Marielle Heller, who also did Can You Ever Forgive Me? Uh, she's done a couple episodes of Casual, which is a show on Hulu. I am a fan of that show. And uh, The Diary of a Teenage Girl. Writer, uh, main writer for the movie, Micah. Fitzerman Blue, uh, who also did Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, one of my favorite movies of this year. Uh, Runtime for the movie was an hour and 49 minutes. So uh, going into the movie, what were your thoughts prior to actually going and seeing it? Like, what were you expecting? What were you thinking? Well, when I saw the trailer, I immediately knew this would be a movie that I would go see within a couple days of it coming out. Got it. Okay, nice. And I knew it was going to put me in my feels. All right. That's, yeah, that's, that's accurate. Um, I also, maybe I wasn't watching the trailer very closely, but I also assumed it was going to be a little bit more like biography style, just on Raj, not necessarily what went down. I agree. I, uh, that's definitely what I thought as well. Um, I didn't, maybe again, I didn't pay attention to that. I think it was less about me paying attention to the trailer. I think I didn't, read the description not think i know i didn't read the description prior to going to the theater um and even if i would have read the description i probably still wouldn't have thought that it would have been so much about uh lloyd as his name is in the movie um which it's kind of odd that they changed his name in the movie if they still provided us with what the actual reporter's name was yeah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> you think like oh they're just trying to keep it anonymous but like no we know who the guy who the, what it's about but anyway um going into it i was really excited because uh as some people may know i've mentioned on the podcast before if you just know me personally that i'm a huge mr rogers fan uh he's definitely an idol of mine you know when we have i was saying this before the podcast but whenever that question comes up of like who would you um want to have dinner with like top five people he's definitely one of those five um along he'd sit right next to lebron james um for sure uh and Allen iverson i don't know who the other two would be um, but those are definitely those are definitely the three off the top of the dome. So uh, I don't know if he fits with those other two, but um, I love everything Mr. Rogers stands for and like the way he went about and like living his life. Uh, I also really love the documentary that came out last year. Won't you be my neighbor? That's amazing. Uh, I like Tom Hanks a lot, so I felt like this was just like the perfect casting. Uh, had really high hopes. Um, I'd also like to point out too that uh, Kanye's heard him say. Uh, I don't know if you can recall the beginning of that song right off the top of the dome, but go back and listen to it. I know it's sampled from Natalie uh, Cole's Someone That I Used to Love, but the first few notes do sound like uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood in my mind. That's always what I think Mm. of for whatever reason. Um, I'd also like to point out that Mr. Rogers was an iconic lyricist in his own right. Um, He had multiple original songs throughout the the 31 seasons that the show was on. Um, But then also... Uh, flipping It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood to It's a Neighborly Day in the Beauty Wood. Um, definitely revolutionary. Um, definitely revolutionary. Uh, going into the movie. Um, so I'll start with 
the positives, some of the positives. Um, just about him, I think the way that he broke down serious subjects, which obviously you see in the movie with Lloyd's relationship with his father and family in general. Um, I think it was just like really cool how Mr. Rogers broke that down for children. Like he didn't shy away from serious content for children and going through their feelings. Um, And then I just, I just respect his ministry so much. Just the way he went about like, again, just simply like just showing people love uh, and everything that he did and kind of sticking to his guns and just being him. Like he's, he's very, um, He's very odd, and when I say odd, I don't mean that in a negative way. That has negative right. connotations sometimes, but odd in, in the fact that he's different from most people. Um, and, you know, as even when people criticized him, um, you know, which you saw a bit in this movie, I mean, Lloyd, to, to start, yeah. you know, people were kind of skeptical of him and how genuine he was. You saw him just kind of, you know, stay the course. Right. So, uh, but yeah, what did you think about, like, the again, I know you mentioned, like, about Lloyd um, not expecting it to be, about so much about him. What did you think about like the way they structured the movie toggling back between right. Mr. Rogers show talking to kids about Lloyd and then Lloyd's actual life? Yeah. So did you read the article, the Esquire article yet? No, I didn't. You the should actual go read one? it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's really good. Um, and like the first little part of it uh, is mainly all I can remember, but uh, Lloyd or the actual writer right. um, in the real article gave an example of um, some, ophthalmologists were uh they commissioned raj whatever you want to call mr rogers to write a chapter uh in a book for ophthalmology professionals of how to keep children calm in an appointment because Mm -hmm. like obviously it's really scary because you're asking kids to close their eyes right and immediately kids close their eyes and their imagination runs wild right like adults there's a little bit more trust there and so Uh, Mr. Rogers was too busy to write it and he asked one of his assistants to write it for him. She handed him a copy of what she came up with about like how to, you know, instill confidence in the child and build some trust before you do anything crazy. And Mr. Rogers literally just crossed it all out and wrote um, like you were once a child too or something like that. And just the way he approached things um, was very well communicated in this movie uh, and but I do wish they would have spent a little more time on him just because I love him so much and less right. time on Lloyd. But I do like I saw a lot of myself in Lloyd. And so mm-hmm. I like walked away with a lot of like good lessons. But mm-hmm. I do like the way the anecdote of Lloyd's life and how Mr. Rogers impacted it because it's a good glimpse into his life. Um, but yeah, go read the article because like it tells you like Mr. Rogers got like butt naked in front of the reporter they went to swim laps in the morning one day like he yeah. did every day and he just tripped right on down in front of the reporter on one of the first few days that they had met were they like in the locker room mm-hmm. like oh okay, yeah okay that's but that still it was just like oh well here we are yeah mr rogers is naked in front of me but i do like i did like the flow of the movie going back and forth i'm always gonna say that movies are too slow yeah. um like at the end where they did the sign language thing for friends yeah I didn't know what that was referencing because I'm pretty sure I'd fallen asleep for a second. So Uh, sometimes it was a little slow uh, going like Mr. Rogers Lloyd, Mr. Uh, The Lloyd parts were probably the slowest. Yeah. The Lloyd parts definitely were, were slow. Um, So one of the, I know one of the first scenes was uh, Lloyd getting into a fight with his father at the wedding. Yeah. uh, That whole thing. Um, Do you have any people that you're scared will embarrass you at your wedding? Myself. That's fair. That's very fair. Um, yes, for sure. Yeah. Do I, should I shout them out? If you'd like to, you don't have to. 
Uh, I mean, my <laughs> my friends are weird. I'm weird, yeah. and we tend to lose. We don't have much decorum, uh, and so my parents are pretty conservative. Uh, and I'm scared. I'm not scared. My friends are gonna get like stupid drunk, but right. just like they'll do something dumb. Yeah, which is fine. I condone, or I I'm all, I'll allow it. Yeah, I mean it's your wedding, so I mean, if you don't get super if pissed, I then I feel like everyone me. else. Yeah, if you can, yeah, that is a big if. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, who will your maid of honor be? Oh man, you're Ooh, gonna put me on the man, spot. Man, like on this. the spot, Katrina. Katrina, I don't even know who Katrina She's my is. Neighbor. Oh, okay, Ooh. does she listen to the? It's a beautiful podcast. Thing, um, I I'll tell her to now. <laughs> She's my neighbor. Um, I was so I I've decided that after I went to my sister's wedding that I'm 100% eloping. Um, yes. because I just don't feel like dealing with all of the, uh, all the stuff that goes into planning. It's just so much, right? It's so much. Um, so definitely gonna start bringing that up on first dates. Like, yo, just, just let you know off, <laughs> off rip. Like <clears throat> if this goes somewhere, we, we got to elope. It's so funny too, that Lloyd, I didn't, obviously you don't find that you find out that he eloped, but then you don't find out where he eloped to until the end that he and his wife eloped to Maui. And I actually said this summer, I was like, yeah, I want to, I mean, which isn't necessarily a super original idea because I'm right. sure if people want to elope. Hawaii is probably one of the first places it's they think. It's still cheaper than a wedding. Yeah, I was like, yo, like I would definitely like like Hawaii was definitely on my top of my list. Like I would love to go to Hawaii, elope, stay there for like three weeks a month, and then still would be cheaper than a wedding. Still cheaper, and then come back and then do a do a reception. Right. So I think like a having celebration. A, there we go. Boom. Mm-hmm. We we you know have a nice dinner. All the people come. It's just like like who we'd invite to the wedding. Um, so, I mean, in an ideal world that would happen, I probably won't get a say in any of what I'm saying right now, yeah. but in, in Todd's perfect world, that's how it will go down just cause there's just, it's too much. It's just too much. Um, I was trying to figure out how the movie was going to work at first. Like when they first went to Lloyd and I was like, who is this Lloyd? Like what, again, maybe reading the description of the movie would help with that. But, uh, I just was kind of confused of like, okay, we're going to Lloyd then wait, is this movie about Lloyd? And it's just like they're using Mr. Rogers to tell a story of yeah. Lloyd or like, um, I don't know. I guess, I again, like you, I just didn't have really any concern about Lloyd's story. Like he's unimportant to me when I'm going to see, again, the way it was marketed mm-hmm. was very much, it's Mr. Rogers. It's called A Beautiful Day in the right. Neighborhood. It's just, it's, and having coming off, again, having that documentary come out that was so good last year, I'm assuming that it was just going to be that, but, reenact it as for instead of a documentary style right more I biography guess. yeah that's i guess that's i thought it was a biopic yeah. you know so um so that was a little bit different um they made fred seem uh evasive during the movie um and i i didn't get that sense so you saw you did see the documentary mm-hmm. right i didn't get that sense for the documentary i, I didn't get that he was a uh, evasive yeah um so i read that tom hanks like really really studied mm-hmm obviously him very well but he like met with people very close to raj and like his family Mm -hmm. uh to learn his demeanor and how he treated people but you also have to remember that because this is for film and not necessarily documentary right they're gonna twist it and change it right yeah their script and i just didn't i didn't like that like I, i didn't like that part of it that they made it seem like i mean somewhat evasive but then like at times almost simple or like maybe just like I don't know like I mean bland and yeah just very bland and I didn't I never as uh, I don't know as plain as Mr. Rogers was as far as like he wasn't very eccentric or you know again he's wearing a cardigan or a right. sweater every day very uh, similar attire each day um, uh, like if what would he wear 
<laughs> if you're watching right now, if you're watching on YouTube, Abby is actually wearing uh somewhere in between like mr rogers and harry potter's uh attire <laughs> okay, you only say harry potter because i have glasses on i the, am the, dressed as yeah. mr rogers i have the sneakers the socks yeah the khakis we'll give you credit we'll give you credit where credit abby came she, she showed up prepared today uh so i do appreciate the dedication to the podcast it is your second time so you should be a pro by now so I do appreciate the dedication to your what did you review oh wreck it ralph the first time yeah and you didn't come in overalls like ralph so no, but I have emotional connections to Mr. Rogers. That's true. That's true. Um, as we all. But um but yeah, they made him seem kinda simple and I, I didn't like that. Um I'm not again, like I said, I'm not like we keep saying, not a, I wasn't a fan of the of just it was just so much Lloyd. It was right. so much Lloyd and he wasn't interesting enough. Like I think if Lloyd had a more interesting backstory, I don't know if it was his acting or the people around him, like it just his story wasn't engaging. Enough. Yeah. Like I mean, and, and he had some stuff going on. Like he, it wasn't just like, oh, he didn't really have anything going on. Like no, he was definitely struggling. Uh, but it just wasn't. It wasn't interesting enough. Maybe once it got more towards the end, I was a little more invested in him. But right, like when yeah, we got to meet while. his family members <clears throat> outside of the wedding, but like the whole dad thing. That right. I don't want to spoil it. Oh no! It. Yeah, we spoil it. Oh, the podcast, dad like yeah. dying. Um, yeah. Then I was like a little bit more emotionally connected to him and right. wasn't as bored with his life. But the, excuse me, the like scenes leading up to all of that, where he's just, like walking around the city furious. I'm like, okay, yeah, speed it up. Yeah, it was it was slow at points, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really slow. Um, so with with Lloyd and just his person personality and again, he is really the main character in this movie. Yeah. You know, he's he is the protagonist of this movie. Um, it's really not Mr. Rogers. Um, I feel like some writers have like a superiority complex, um, or just kind of come off condescending. They are condescending. Um, and I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is with writers, like in, in real life, if it's just like, I feel like as though they feel like because they're very articulate or they can like express what they're thinking better than other people, they think that they're smarter than other people. And I don't think that's necessarily an accurate judge of intelligence. Like I think there's some people who are very intelligent but just aren't that articulate. Like they just have a hard time communicating right. their thoughts. So I also think he was like a very typical New Yorker. Right, yeah. Writing in a competitive industry and he just had hot negative takes on everything. Yeah. In order to stir the pot. Right. And it made him well known, but like as you see in the movie, it made like no one wanted to be interviewed by him yeah. because they were, he was just gonna shred them. Right. Where Mr. Rogers tries to see the good in everybody and gladly accepted the opportunity to figure out why Lloyd was the way that he was. And right. he found that for him. Right. Yeah. No, that was, I mean, that was really cool. Again, just, just seeing how amazing Mr. Rogers was, which again, this film did do a good job of, again, still keeping his legacy going the way it yeah. is. And just, um, so, you know, they didn't mess up on that. And, uh, it, it is tough to, um, it is tough to have someone act out or, or, uh, impersonate, uh, an iconic figure like Mr. Rogers, because not only is he so well known, but he's all he was also a TV figure. So right. we have a lot of content seeing how he was and his mannerisms are so specific, yeah. so specific that it's really hard to get someone to act that out. Uh, so this is a, that's a tough feat to take on again, even for Tom Hanks, who's one of the best actors, right. you know, that that he well, he's not in our generation, but one of the best actors, period. Uh, and someone who I felt like was just like the perfect, like, I don't know who else I would have said to cast him, to yeah. be honest with you. I don't know enough actors to <laughs> to make uh, suggestions. Uh, Hugh Jackman isn't. No, that would have been, mm-hmm. what? Hugh Jackman as Mr. <laughs> Rogers. Could you imagine? 
I don't uh, even know who that is. Oh my god! Okay. Uh, Greatest Showman. Yeah, that yes, but like out of all his roles, Greatest Showman. All right, continuing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do know that like Lloyd. There were moments where I was like, if I was Lloyd, I'd be pissed at Mister. Like when he started when Mister. Rogers was talking to him he with did the puppets. Get pissed at him. Oh he yeah, no, that, that's what I'm saying. Like I would like I empathize with with Lloyd right. at times. Like oh, you know what? I'd be like, because at first I'm like, okay, Lloyd's just like very pessimistic and just like he's just a hater. And then it was times. What'd you say? He held it back at first. Yeah, 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 exactly. At points I was like, all right, like I would have been pissed too if I was Lloyd. But um, yeah, when Mr. Rogers was like, here, you want to like meet the puppets? Like I would have been like, if you don't get these puppets out of my face, I would have been hot. Especially if it's just like me and him in this apartment. Like he's like, put them away, put them away. Yeah, I would have been, I would have been pissed off. Todd, do you have a stuffed animal from your childhood? I don't. I thought about that in the theater. I don't. I mean, it's a very Todd thing that I would have had. But I just never, I never really had a, I never had a stuffed animal um, that I was attached to. It just wasn't, wasn't my, wasn't my deal. Um, I had a blanket. Really? You had a blankie? Mm-hmm. Did you call it Still blankie? Still have it. Oh, why? His name is Scruffies. Oh, man. You would. Um, actually, you know, I say you would. I just said that just to, just to diss you. But to be honest with you, I would not have guessed you to have uh, something like that because, again, cold i don't know if you'd i can't see you like having a blank i could see you being like calling another kid stupid for having a blanket um but uh but yeah no i never had like anything like that i didn't have any like or i I never had an imaginary friend that was never my deal i I talked to myself a lot Mm -hmm. which i still do um yeah i I, like would think like i think out loud a lot it's more thinking out loud Mm -hmm. and then like it's not like i'm like saying something i'm responding to myself yeah because that's just crazy but i will think out loud a ton so i did do that as a kid um, which would be odd. It'd be like, Todd, what are you doing? Be like, oh, like I'm just thinking, processing through information. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, oh, if his wife was annoying, Lloyd's wife, was it just me? Who was that? As in the actress? Yeah. I don't know her name right off, but she is from she other things. Familiar. Yeah, she's from other things. Um, that was like part of it that I could have lived with cutting out. It just my first screen time. But it all kind of played together at the end that he learned to be a better husband and better father. It was, it was, she was like, I get that she was trying to mend the relationship between he and his father, but there's some things that you just need to leave alone. Like if I had a, and I mean, this is not in any way, shape or form mirroring my actual life, but uh, if my father cheated on my dying mother and I had this pent up resentment against him for whatever 16 years 13 years, however long it was in the movie um if my wife again if she is like hey you need to like forgive and just move on like okay that's that's good advice right you need to forgive um you know put it past you but for me to just be ambushed and walk into my home mm-hmm. and he's there yeah. with his new girlfriend yeah like you can't just be like hey chill out you need to you need to get over it right like come on you gotta give me some heads up that like so his wife was doing stuff like that and it's like She's looking at him like you're out of con- like you're out of control, Mister. Yeah. Like no, like you're out of control. Why'd you invite my father, who you know yeah. I don't have a good relationship with, with his new girlfriend? Yeah. And like based on the backstory, and then even at the wedding, like when he like punched his father in the face again, was it the place? No. But like his father had just disrespected his right. wife, so it's like, and she just is like, yeah, you know, he so was she, super drunk. Yeah, so it's like she just did not like when he was like, you know, you're not seeing my side, and usually in these movies. You know, that said after, like, the the husband is just acting like a complete fool. Right. And the wife's just trying to be supportive. But, like, she actually was tripping yeah. a little bit in this movie. So that, she was Tried really. A little too hard. Yeah, she was really, she was she was annoying, to be honest. Lloyd was annoying, too, but she was definitely annoying as well. Um, 
but yeah, at the at the end, um, what do I say? I can't read my own handwriting. Uh, oh, you just said you can't read your own handwriting, and they and are it's typed, on type. Typed I can't read my own notes. font. I'm sorry, not font. It's too it's too <laughs> small a font. That's what I meant to say. Right. Anyway, uh, he become he becomes a stay at home father at the end. What are your thoughts yeah. on stay at home fathers? Do I asked this, huh? Do your thing. Okay, I asked this because I was having this conversation with my grandmother, who is like totally not. We were watching a, a talk show, and they had stay at home fathers on there talking about their experience of stay at home fathers. Now, these specific stay at home fathers on this show seem like bums, but in general, I like like I've said I would love to be a stay at home father. Meaning, I would love to like start a business, get it going. Mm-hmm. And then be at a point where like I don't have to go in every day to the right. business, and then I'm still working from right. like I have a home office, and then I go and check in on it, you know, periodically, whether it's through the week or throughout the month, whatever the case may be. But that I can work from a home office. Yeah. That's my version of working from home. Not I just quit my job and I'm just chilling at home. Um, which again, if that's your deal, then no judgment. But that's not what I'm looking to do. But um, but yeah, I just wanted to get your take on that. She, my grandmother, was not with it at all like on any fronts most people of that generation probably aren't yeah i'm all for it if that's what works for your family if like if that had to be my situation i would be okay with it right um but i think you have to find the right you have to make sure i mean even though it's their dad you have to have the personality for it it takes a lot of patience to stay at home all day with children they can get very annoying right and sometimes moms have that nurturing touch that dads don't Naturally oh, that's the other thing too. When I say stay at home father, I mean stay at home like take the kids to school once they're at that age. Like I couldn't be stay at uh, home and it's like an infant. Like I'm not. I can't do. I can't do that. Not yeah. not not the around the clock. Like I get too nervous that like I'm gonna like. I don't like holding babies until they're like almost a year because yeah. I feel like oh, am I holding its neck right? Like I just I'm that'll that change as soon as you have a baby. Probably. I hope so. Right. I, I, pray. Right. <laughs> I hope. Some I want to hold my child more. Some dads don't. They're very hands off. Yeah, because they're like I don't know what to do with that, but a good dad would try. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'd have to, I'd have to figure it out. I can't yeah. just be like I'm not holding my child till a year. <laughs> they're there. <laughs> that's when you get to meet your dad. Like, no, that's not that. That can't happen. But, um, what are some of the things that you learned from the way that Mr. Rogers, uh, not only conducted himself, but the steps he took to even conduct himself in that way? Because no person is just naturally like that, and they were very open about that yeah no i i think mr rogers even from like i said from this movie and also in the in the documentary just talking about again mr rogers was not perfect and in the documentary you see his family talking about him uh there as well i think it's cool that mr rogers just reiterating that like that's a daily practice like it's mm-hmm. not just like you wake up and it's like i'm always friendly and i never get mad and i never like no it's just like you have to continually like you know for him uh whether it's like praying or just like uh, stress relievers. You yeah, know, his, his thing was swimming. Yeah. He, he he swam a lot. Um, he played the piano. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that has to necessarily be that for everyone. But I know for me, like running is definitely one of mine. Like when it's like, all right, I just need to like throw a good playlist on and run. Like right. that just feels good. Um, and it could be at all times of night or during the day. So I think it is important to have that and then to have daily practices of just like, mm-hmm. and being intentional about your actions. Like, you're if you're not being intentional about treating people with kindness no matter the situation like even if people are pressing your buttons then you are going to react back like if you just let it just happen by chance yeah it's human nature but so you have to be so intentional and so disciplined so i do respect uh mr rogers and anyone who's just very disciplined and you believe something and you stick to it and again you're not perfect so it's not going to be 100 for 100 but like 
you are intentional every day when you wake up. Okay. Like this is my purpose for the day and I'm going to try to stick to this as closely as possible. So, yeah, I think something they probably kind of shied away from to be like PC was he was a ordained minister. He was a, a spiritual person. And I think that, and we can relate to this is like, you have, uh, a piece about you that not a lot of people understand right and like one of our purpose like here on earth is to like share love with others and if you're an angry negative right right <laughs> if you're quick to anger quick to snap on someone and not like quick to listen and slow to speak um like you're not going to get along well with others right period and it's not like it's not good to quarrel people are so quick to like fight and Mr. Rogers was just so quick to listen and make things peaceful. One of the big things I took away from him, and I'm so bad at this, I hate it, is asking other people how about their feelings. Like making oh, yeah. people talk about their feelings because I don't like to talk about mine. Right. Um, and so I think first he got in touch with his feelings during his like quiet time. But then like he was able to naturally pull feelings out of other people without being, well, no, he was pretty pressing about it. But mm-hmm. Um, I just think the way that he was so gentle and I think that's, that's something I need to work on. I'm like, I can be kind of, uh, I don't want to say aggressive, but, uh, blunt sometimes. And I don't think I'm hard personality. What? Very hard. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's not a lot of fluff to me. No, no. Other than in my stomach area. (laughs) Um, but he was so gentle and he just was so like caring about other people and what they were feeling like the little restaurant thing where like the minute where everyone just paused i was like that was awkward oh i loved that you did i was that that felt very awkward i was like what's happening here but yeah no i i i feel you i i um yeah i think he just had he's just a special person like i think some people everyone's unique but i think just there's some people that i'm like man that person's like a special person right like i have a ton of friends but there's friends i think of and i'm like Man, that's like a unique like there's only like one of they're one of ones. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they they possess certain skills or talents or just gifts that are just like uh, you just were born with that. Like that's not something you right. can just develop. So I think there's certain things that again he worked on and developed and there's some things that you're mentioning where it's just like you were just put on here to do that. Like you right. you had you were one on one. Um one thing that I did not probably the only thing that I do not like about Mr. Rogers. Um I didn't realize he was a vegetarian. I don't know if they added that into this movie hey just yo. for that, but um, but yeah. So I was um, I was very appalled to hear that. Um, as I've always given you flack for being a, a vegan. Um, yeah, just know if you listen to the podcast and you're a vegan, then you're no longer welcome to listen to the podcast. So, but you can listen to my podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You can you can totally hey, listen. That's just why I don't like popcorn because I just hear people slurping on your your people butter. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah, that popcorn. I don't put butter on my popcorn. It's just like you're a vegan and you don't even know it. <laughs> now I'm gonna put butter on just to, <laughs> just to defy the vegan. I think that just is a good. It's. I mean, they even said like why he was vegan. He's like he just couldn't imagine harming. That's such a Mr. Rogers answer too. Right. Kill eating something that has a mother. Like right. that sounds. That's such a Mr. Rogers response. Like or I'm just he, like I don't want bad cholesterol. Yeah, and and I'm like I just I don't care like. You can show me like I'm I'm the person that if it tastes good, it does not matter. Like people be like, "Do you know what hot dogs are made of?" I'm like, "I don't it tastes good. Like I don't care what it's made of." Like, I was once you Todd. Yeah. And now here I am. Here you are. Anyone can change. All right, we don't have to talk about veganism. All right, we'll but keep going. go vegan. We'll bash we'll ba- bash vegans another week when we don't have a vegan on the show. <laughs> um but anyway, uh 
Mr. Rogers was just so out of the box. And I think that a lot of times um, with people like people who are just innovative thinkers or even, I mean, really geniuses in their own right. Um, sometimes just those are the ones that are like uh, criticized the most. And it's like, you know, people try to society would try to make them like they're like a crackpot or like, right. you know, they're just like this nuts person or like, I mean, even the way he revol- revolutionized television. Like his, that pro type of programming, they even they alluded to it a bit on here where it was like he did like when he was trying to put up the tent and he failed to put oh, up the yeah. tent and they were like, no, nope. and he's watching and they're just like, oh, they're definitely going to redo their like he watched the take. He was like one take didn't work. Yeah, that works. And right. then everyone was like, all right, we're going home for the day. And it's just right. like the perfect work environment. Yeah. Um. Again, that type of television, not only was never done prior to him doing it, but it's still not done. Right. Like, I don't think that type of television could be done by anyone else now. Be Children's television <clears throat> is so overstimulating. I don't know if you ever, I, ba- I babysit a lot and like Doc McStuffins, it's just so much in terms of like visuals, but the yeah. content is so like passive. So he took things head on where like some little kids TV shows, like if you're sad, you know, just be happy where he's like, right. Hey, <laughs> if your parents are getting divorced, right. it's okay <laughs> yeah. to be like, he just took a head on. And yeah. I think that was really important because Kids go through specific things like in yeah. like large amounts of kids go through like divorce, very normal, getting bullied, things like that. I also like when I was a kid and watched a show, I love the educational aspect of like, how is a magazine made? And like going right. and seeing different things or like going and watching a, a musical performance of like uh, what they did in the movie. So I, right. I like the educational aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I love I don't consider myself a super musical person, but I love their like little songs and stuff. Oh, I love you. Yeah, I love the songs and him right. having like guests on to like sing songs. Like, right. Actually, I would like, like love to see like, yeah, like how dope would it be to have like Carly Rae Jepsen go on there now oh and sing a song with him. Um, but let me let me clarify, too. I'm not a huge Carly Rae Jepsen fan. This like, again, I just You're like this. I like this album. Way. I like this album. I stand by this album, but uh, but not a huge Carly Rae Jepsen fan. Anyway, um, I think it's crazy, too, just how great of a person he was and how um people thought he was disingenuous just because of how friendly he was. Yeah. Like that's, that just goes to show you like how messed up the world is like, Oh, this guy has to have like an ulterior motive. Cause like no one's just this nice or like, Oh, what is he really like? Or like, that's just a character. Like he even said that like Fred or Lloyd said that at one point, like, okay, yeah, there's Mr. Rogers, the character, but like, who's really Mr. Rogers. And it's like, right. You know, that's just who he is. So, um, so yeah, that, I thought that was just like crazy to show like just how, someone that great could just be ridiculed for really no reason. Um, is Mr. Rogers the last like real hero? Like, I feel like, I feel like all like the heroes, like all your heroes end up getting ruined because of like scandal. You find out like, Oh yeah, they were like, they've been doing like this horrible thing for like the last 20 years. Like the under- Blues Clues guy. Yeah. What was his deal again? Uh, I think child. Of course. Issues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always something like it's, uh, no, there's no like. Is he the last hero? Like, I feel like he might be the last or the only. I won't say last. Yeah, like, there well, was a the bunch Wiggles, before. I think, are still okay. I don't think they. I mean, they weren't iconic enough again. to be like. I they mean, like, tour people go crazy for him. I mean, like Mr. Rogers level. Like, no, I don't think so. Yeah, like, and I don't think there ever can be in this day and age. I don't know if it'll be possible for a male to fulfill that role. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Uh, wait. What do you mean by that? Uh, I think that it will always be more like. It will be a female that pushes that role. Oh, and yeah, I think typically, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like, in the, like it, I think it could be just to play it safe. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, like I know, um, 
like I would love to do a lot of things that like revolve around helping children yeah. or like underprivileged children specifically. But I think you just have to be careful in terms of just like, like there's just different protocols you need to take because there's so much about like child abuse and just not ever being in a situation where someone could accuse you of something that doesn't. So again, like, yeah. and just taking again, precaution. Um, like I know when I worked at the YMCA for a bit doing like group classes and prior to doing that, you have to go through uh, like a lot of training and read a lot mm-hmm. of like, uh, um, information on like child abuse and how yeah. to like identify child abusers and then just different things like never be alone in a room with another child right. or like never even if a kid like doesn't have a ride home like don't offer a kid a ride home one on one things like that always have another adult in the room have cameras in the room all that type right. of stuff where it's like or no no uh, contact I also have like a hand five a high five like yeah. no hugs and naturally if you're not a malicious person you don't think anything crazy of a kid running up to you hey Todd what's going on like yeah. give you a hug or oh my gosh, like my mom, like can't come pick me up or, you know, no one's picking up and the Y is about to close. Can you give me a ride home? You think, well, yeah, you live right by me. I'll give you a ride home. But just so many things you have to think about now. And I bet a lot of people were just sitting there waiting for something to come out about Mr. Rogers. Oh, that's because because people are like, so gentle. Yeah. Yeah, Well, he thought that too. And so like, I, I mean, I work in children's ministry at a church and we have to be, I mean, churches are notorious for sexual, abuse and right. stuff like that it's really sad uh it should be the last place that that happens but right we go through every little volunteer that works with kids goes through how to identify sexual abuse uh like there's no lap sitting there's no men taking kids to the bathroom right like, there's right. so many things in place to protect not only the kids but also the, the adults. adults yeah i mean on both on both ends and i think it's just so i mean obviously the kids is the most important thing protecting the kids yes. but then again protecting the adults making sure that's like okay if you have these things in place there's nothing that can happen and there's also nothing that you can be accused of right so i just i never want to put myself in a situation where it's like it's even a question of hmm did something go like nope it's not nothing right. went down everyone was there impossible. there were cameras impossible yeah. there's no way that you yeah. can yeah so um so yeah i mean i think it's just it's just amazing that nothing is like Ooh, Mr. Rogers did like, it's not even like Mr. Rogers, like shoplifted anything. Like he's like, again, he's not a perfect human. He's even said that, but again, just that he's just like, all right. But he was a guy who like really stood by what he said he stood by and lived and lived it out. So, um, I love that about Mr. Rogers. And I think they did a good job of portraying that at the end. You said you cried at the end. Oh, I cried a few times. Oh, you cried a few times. I I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if I, I just didn't get emotionally attached to this movie. I've almost cried in the document, the documentary, I watched every, I used to travel a ton for work. Mm-hmm. All of 2018, every time I got on a Delta flight, I watched, I watched the documentary and I would be like, I would be in that seat. Like, man, this is so emotional. I was a little bit in my feels that week just because I was spending time with family and my grandma who's old yeah. and like she wiped out that day, that yeah. morning. And I was just a little triggered by all that. But, um, I think some of it too was like my childhood it was like coming as the movie was ending it was like my childhood coming to a close yeah that's also how i felt with toy story 4 as the end of that came yeah, out that, was like, oh, that was a rough one it. i wanted but, to go see it again in theaters but i just i couldn't do it yeah we did we see that together uh-uh. no i went uh, by myself but we uh another reason that i cried was just because um it's someone who like lloyd started to feel things right uh i think you can also agree with this like uh, i don't feel i'm not a big feelings person and so when right. i like get sad i really try to compress it i'm like no i'm not no i'm not and then all of a sudden just like boom <laughs> no, I'm not, no, and I'm so not. i think he had that too of like i don't have feelings i don't have feelings i don't f- have feelings and it takes yeah. something like pretty tragic for him to be like 
wait a minute, I'm sad. Right. And I think that's kind of why I was like, oh, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. And then like, boom. But I mean, I didn't like sob like I did in my sister's keeper. But um, yeah. yeah. And then I think just the like I struggle with death is hard for me. I know like for when some people die, it's happy because they're going to heaven. But like, it's still sad that like someone's going to be gone. For sure. Um, And to see like a bunch of people grieving. It's always like, oh, I feel bad for them. Yeah. But when he showed up with a pie, I was like, kill me. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was, yeah, when you show, yeah, when Mr. Rogers, that was, uh, that, that whole, that point on for the movie yeah. was very emotional. Um, can I give another glimpse into like one small thing that like really summed up Mr. Absolutely, Rogers' life? So the piano thing. Yeah. Like playing the piano is a skill that you have to practice regularly and consistently. Right. And so he was very good at playing the piano, but then like all people, sometimes we lose our cool and. Lloyd was like, what do you do when you get mad? And he's like, sometimes you just got to go the very low notes on the piano and just slam it. Right. Just like slam the keyboard. And then that like final scene where he's yeah. just like playing the piano. It's like this beautiful song. And I'm like, if they don't, if he doesn't slam on the keys right now, I'm going to like write a letter into right, him. Right. <laughs> <The script laughs> right. wrote the script in like rage. Right. Uh, and then of course, like it just ends with him going like boom. And I yeah. was like, it just was like a really good depiction of like, he was a talented practice like well-practiced man in his talents yeah but he was still a human right and sometimes he, he just angry. had to like pound the keyboard yeah and made it sound horrible but that's like how you release your frustrations i thought right. that was a good little like just a good glimpse of into like his personality yeah it was it was that was that was really cool and again because they the focus again was very much about lloyd so mm-hmm. um so yeah i thought that was a that was a good scene uh, did you laugh a lot like little little giggles uh no i didn't i so all right so my my final thoughts on the movie um i guess like dancing around it so i i was i was disappointed in the movie i was really disappointed i didn't like it i'm not gonna lie to you it was t- i went back and forth i the whole time i was like because i wanted to like it so bad because right. i love mr rogers but it just was like it was kind of disappointing because i guess i just wanted to see mr rogers like i didn't and as i was watching i was like okay this just can't this can't top the documentary. Like we're just actually seeing him. Um, I, and as I really thought about, it, I'm not a huge biopic person. I feel like the biopics I do like are with people who I don't, didn't know a ton about prior. Like I really like Bohemian Rhapsody, but like I didn't know a lot about Freddie Mercury leading up to it or their story. So because of that, like I didn't have a lot to be like, that's not how it happened. Like that's not how Freddie Mercury was in concert. Like I didn't see him in concert. So I kind of just took the film for what it was. Um, I'm going to agree with you a little bit okay. in that I was a little bit disappointed in that he's just such an idol for me. I wanted it to be all about him. Right. So say yes, if that was about that's... someone that wasn't like a hero or even just like a very well-known person, right. that was just a person. And this was a script of a movie that, Oh, there's this guy who does a children's program. Right. And right. He turns this, you know, grouch into a softy. Right. It would be like, Oh, what a good movie. But because I was just had very high expectations for this to be, like a follow around of him. Right. I was expecting a little bit more about his relationship with his wife, about with his son and, you know, yeah. in the hospital and like his relationship with his kids. Right. I was like, Oh I'm yeah. I get any of that other than like yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And that, and that's, that's probably more what I was feeling than anything. Uh, like they, why was Mr. Rogers running out of the hospital that one day? Get into that. Yeah. Like, was he hallucinating or was he actually in the hospital? Like, it was just like, they didn't, well, his son was in the hospital. Mr. Rogers was? Mr. Mr. Rogers' son was? was. And he would, like, sprint back to go film. Oh, see, like, why didn't they, like, expound yeah. upon that? And right. that? Like, yeah. it's See, stuff like that. It's just, like, um, 
yeah, I just didn't I didn't like that. I didn't like that uh that you know, it was more about um Lloyd and I guess that was the whole point, but um I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't a huge part of that. It wasn't bad though. Like I said, I went back and forth kind of the whole time of like it is like an emotional movie. It is it's not bad. It's not a bad movie. It just it kind of fell flat for me. I didn't get connected to Lloyd really. Like it was never a point where I kind of felt like um maybe like, you need to tear some of your walls down Todd you know or I or, know someone who can help you with that or maybe my wall <laughs> maybe my uh maybe my walls are turned down or are torn down why I can't talk but the way you found like parallels with like okay like Lloyd is kind of pessimistic or like doesn't feel like I'm not a person who is like oh I don't feel like no like I like when my feelings are hurt like I know that my feelings are hurt I just put right. I put things in place so that my feelings aren't hurt so it's more of like it's more of that than like I'm not in touch with them. Uh, but so I, for Lloyd, it's just like, oh, you suck, man. Like, you're just like a pessimist that's like, you're just trying to outruin like my guy, like out here. Like, what do you like? So I, I, I hated him from the jump. And it just was like, yo, I don't care if you get like the resolve you need or not, you suck. Like, so that's, that was my mindset the whole time. So I couldn't follow Lloyd on his journey. It was just like, yo, where are you coming from, my guy, the whole time? So, um, so yeah, I couldn't connect. And obviously, if you can't connect with the protagonist of a movie, then you're probably not going to like the movie. Uh, but, I, you know, it was a good story. It was a good story. Um, I would definitely say, like I said, it wasn't bad. It was more boring than bad, in my opinion. Like, it was more just like, again, just really slow. And it was like, uh, where are we going here? Like, all right, the score is, is good for the movie, but, like, it, it was just kind of slow. Um, what would you give it on a scale of 1 to 10? Well, remember, my scale is skewed because I don't watch many movies. That is true. That is true. I would give it... Uh, Toy Story 4 is a 10. I would give this like a 7. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, I gave it a 6.2, so not way off. Um, what would you, would you suggest someone go see this on opening night, $5 Tuesday, Netflix, or don't watch it all? Uh, $5 Tuesday, if you know who Mr. Rogers is. Okay. If you literally just know he was a children's show host, then just wait for it to come out on Netflix. If you cannot stand the sound of people eating popcorn. At this point, just wait for Netflix. Wait for Netflix. Um, so I put don't watch it all. And the reason I said say that is not because the movie's just so horrible, but um just watch the documentary. So if you wanna so if you just wanna watch about if you if you're interested in Mr. Rogers, which if you saw the trailer then and the posters, then you're probably thinking, Oh, I'm going to see a movie about Mr. Rogers. Right. My suggestion would be, hey, watch the documentary. If you've seen the documentary, no need to learn read this. I say maybe read the Esquire article it's so good um i haven't read it yet i am excited to read that but um but i imagine if you read that you probably aren't missing much by not seeing the movie uh tom hanks did an awesome job though. Tom, he did he tom hanks quirks tom hanks did it did a great job i just think it's a hard person to to um body. yeah it is it's a hard person in body like it's just he's so his mannerisms are so specific mm-hmm. That is just very hard. So, I mean, even if you do a great job, it's just not it's just not Mr. Rogers, man. Just the way he reacts to things. I kept giggling at that. Yeah. Yeah. His his reactions and stuff was was hilarious. Um, but yeah, so that that would be my upcoming movies. Uh, anything that you're excited for? So I looked through. I just Googled upcoming movies. That's easy. Yeah, I do this. Um, I saw like Star Wars and stuff like that. Stuff I have no interest in seeing. I saw. So because I have to answer it. I'm just going to say Dr. Doolittle because I love animals. You do. Yeah. It did not look like it was going to be a super great movie. But if there's one I have to say, I would say Dr. Doolittle. I'll because go see it. I have seen it multiple times. 
the, the original. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Referring to the Eddie Murphy one or the original? I original. Is there one before that? No, yeah, there was, there's an yeah, old there's, one. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think I've seen both of them. Okay, got it. I haven't seen, I haven't, I saw the Eddie Murphy one and I haven't seen that in, yeah, I might have had it on VHS, but I haven't seen that in years. I am excited for the Robert Downey Jr. one. There's like a million, I was talking about it on here because that was actually the movie I was looking forward to. I think I chose that like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a ton of stars in it. Like it's an obscene amount of celebrities in that movie. Yeah, the list. I it's even crazy. saw your girl Selena Gomez on Yeah, there. yeah, Selena's in it. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, wait, that was you that sent me that horrible video. Yeah. We, you know, I won't bring it up because I don't want to uh, diss my girl on here. Um, the movie I'm looking forward to is Just Mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the description is uh, Just Mercy Shadows, um, world-renowned civil rights defense attorney uh, Brian Stevenson as he recounts his experiences and in de- in details the case of a condemned death row prisoner whom he fought to free. Uh, it stars Michael B. Jordan as the lawyer. Um, you have Jamie Foxx as the prisoner. Um, and then my girl Brie Larson uh, is in it as well. So um, I'm really surprised you said that because we were, before we started, we were just talking about the social justice movie train. Th- right. And I was just, I was right just bashing you were like, it. It's trash. Make yeah, it stop. I'm over it. Yeah, I am. I am over it, but this looks good. Mainly because Brie Larson's in it. I do like, I do like Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I go up and down. if I like Michael B. Jordan, I do like Jamie Foxx. He. Yeah. Again, I got to see Michael B. Jordan with his shirt off. So, fine. you know what? And that's, that's who he's appealing to yeah. when, when they put him on screen. But anyway, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, anything else? Are you a star Wars guy? I am. I am okay. a Star Wars guy. I think these last few that Disney has done have been can we make it god stop? awful. But like, um, is it ever gonna end? This is supposedly the last one. Okay. But I'm sure if Disney gets hungry, they'll they'll reprise it. You know what? And I and what's funny is I, I sit and diss Disney, but I I love Disney. I just hate what they've done with Star Wars, Star Wars and I I kind of hate sometimes what they do with Marvel. It's just like the same thing over and over again. But one more question for you: uh, favorite Christmas movie? Polar Express. Easy. Polar Express is one of my favorite movies of all time. I am uh, a firm believer in Santa Claus and will argue it down with anyone. Um, my family jokes with me all the time about it. But, um, but yeah, so I love um, Polar Express. It's the concept of just, just believe, man. Like your belief should be that of a child. And Santa Claus is real if you believe. So that is all I have. Um, did you have anything else? No? That's it. All right. Well, thank you for dressing up as Mr. Rogers and um, coming prepared and making your second appearance on the podcast. Thank you all for listening. Until next week, peace.